gentle eyes at the delay in my response. Very well, Hector, I said. He smiled then and leant over to send me a kiss. I watched his mouth pucker into an intimate round shape, surrounded by the soft wisps of unshaven hair, and approached the computer screen, pretending to kiss him back. It might have been more satisfying if he'd been a hologram, but my pod hasn't been functioning all that well recently, and he'd have been even less substantial as a hollow. I don't like kissing air. I'm lucky to have him. We're required to be married by the age of 25. Safeguarding the next generation, says the government in Brighton. But it's hard to find suitable men when it's all done online. Almost impossible, in fact, unless you're given an introduction. So I'm proud that I've been able to find Hector myself. He's clever. Wordy. The formality of his manners delights Poppy and Moth, and keeps me, Boris and Delphine endlessly entertained. The statue of a man, the 19th century economist Thomas Atwood, I know this, I've read all about him on the history mall on freight, reclines on the steps opposite the art gallery, a bronze sheet of paper spread out on his knee, while the rest of his papers are scattered, apparently random despite their metallic rigidity, further up the steps. Atwood has broken the rules, done his own thing, by climbing down from his assigned position and proving himself to be an original thinker. The plinth where he should be perched remains empty, an insignificant block at the top of the steps. There's something satisfying about the fact that he never returns to his rightful place, never moves, never feels the need to read information from another sheet of paper. The silence is enormous. Moth has told us how it used to be, pre-Hoffman's, when the country was heaving. As a child, more than forty years ago, she came here once a year with her own mother, the grandmother I never met, for the German market. The floods were creeping across the country even then, claiming new ground after every cataclysmic storm, slowly furrowing out pathways for future expansion, but it was still possible to travel during the winter months to market, to market, to buy a fat pig. There was a curious desire to think backwards in pre-Hoffman's times, Moth said, to recreate the world of the Middle Ages, as if it had been a period of boundless good cheer. Dancers, men on stilts, jugglers, market stools, crowds of cheerful people drinking steaming mugs of mulled wine, eating, talking, jostling, spending money. I've studied the scenarios on history, seen photos of adverts from old newspapers. Home again, home again, jiggity-jig. Nobody comes here anymore. Or if they do, they know how to hide. Even the birds keep away, knowing that the overflowing bins, the discarded food, have all gone. Just occasionally, a flight of pigeons manoeuvres overhead in tight formation, banking steeply to one side, turning, soaring up and coming round into a giant circle, their wings flickering in the sunlight, their movements carefree but controlled. So someone, somewhere, still has a pigeon loft. But they never land or even come close to the ground, never show any curiosity. For years, I used to cycle along the A456, the Hagley Road, with my brother, Boris, who's two years younger than me, and, when she was old enough, my sister, Delphine, six years younger. 
When we reached the Five Ways roundabout, we would circle endlessly, examining the white barriers that blocked access to Broad Street, convinced there was a way through to the city centre, a secret door somewhere in the apparently seamless construction. But they remained huge and pristine, travelling along the outer rim of the roundabout, and then onwards, north and south, a small arc in the giant protective ring around the city. They were curiously beautiful, glittering in the sunlight, washed clean by rain and snow, impossible to breach, purpose-built by men in contamination suits, sent by a government frantic with fear. We once saw two racers in training on the roundabout. They swept past us, clad in tight-fitting black bodysuits, as sleek and shiny as their bikes, banking sharply as they sped round the inside of the curve, skillfully avoiding the potholes, slicing away every possible centimetre in their